So uh, I was like, who's going to tattoo a dog? But that's not that's not cool. Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan and Colin, as per usual. Uh, Colin, how are you doing this evening, my friend? I I am confused. I am not sure how to feel. It's a, a mix of emotions, but it's better than I felt last week, so pretty good. Hmm. Dan? Um, I'm partially here. I'm, I'm pretty sick, uh, but I, I want the listeners to, to listen for my heavy breathing and <clears throat> uh, ASMR-type vocals today. It should be a, a real treat if that's your thing. If anyone's it's wondering, it's, it's because he's finally gotten sick of Dave Gettleman's uh, shtick, so he, he's li- I got, physically sick. I got Daniel Jones <laughs> fever. Uh, well, hey, that's, you know, that's a real thing. It's a... It is a real thing. And uh, as always, guys, please follow the pigs at the Pigskin Podnet on Twitter, as we are now part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, and follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So, yeah, the Giants won 25-3. to And uh, is this, I believe this is the biggest win that they've had in nine years at home. What? Which is a fun yeah. stat. The Since bo- 2012? The largest margin. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They and beat then, the Eagles, which was way sweeter. But. That, I, there's the one thing that I, that I hate about this victory was that, you know, this is the one that Gettleman really wanted. This was circled on his calendar, and he really wanted to win this game. Yeah. But otherwise, I feel positive about some things and, and not about other things. I mean, what's your general feeling after this game, Colin? I know you said confused. You want to elaborate on that? Well, I mean, the confusion, the, the negative aspect of the confusion is anytime anything good happens to this current team put together by Gettleman, it gives Mara any sort of a chance to keep him around, and that's just what scares me. It's a it's a time, time and time again feeling that happens where I I want to see them win, and I, I don't think it's ever really happened in the past because I've never hated a GM more. Even at the end when when um, Jerry Reese was starting to fall off, I didn't even hate him as much as I hate this guy. So it's it's confusing. However, I do have to say, speaking of Daniel Jones fever, I I, I feel like it is possible that. He could stick around when other people are fired and actually weather the storm of whatever ends up coming down the pike in terms of whatever head coach possibly or GM or whatever. I, I, I'm starting to think that it's possible he might be a guy you want to stick around and actually build some pieces around him and see what actually happens because, frankly, he did a hell of a lot with nothing this past Sunday and uh, to the fe- to the point where – you know, there was no wide receivers, so why not become one himself? <laughs> it's a silly play. <laughs> Some moxie on Sunday, huh? Yeah. It's a real moxie. Yeah, which we ha- we haven't quite seen yet, so. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, definitely encouraging from Daniel Jones. I think, you know, if we're looking towards next season, as we always are, because the season's still over, um, there's not really a, a great rookie quarterback class anyway. Um, not to say that you can't get some quarterback depth or take a flyer on someone, but uh, build up the team and, and see what you got in Daniel Jones. Uh, and that that's probably got to be one of the first questions they ask when they're interviewing GMs, uh, hopefully before the offseason. But, you know, this probably bought Gettleman, you know, at least an interview in the offseason when they want to see, you know, check his temperature for his new ideas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like this game from Jones, and I think he's played pretty well, you know, a lot of games this year. I think, you know, still there, you can't just sit here and be like, he's the franchise QB. 
there's too much, you know, the way this season's gone thus far, it's too hard to just say that now because he's had bad games, especially like last week. Just a total regression, and especially like in terms of the turnovers, which I think was the one thing that was like his biggest issue. And yeah, he's cleaned that up for the most part. But I still have to see consistency, and I think that's like. <laughs> what are you eating? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have dinner yet, Dan. Just, just eat. It's like it's like Frank Reynolds. It's like oh, I'm, I'm really hungry. Just eating this sandwich. <laughs> yeah. It's a what was it a, a, a pork? What kind of pork was it? Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, oh I yeah, I know God what you damn. mean. All right. All right. Anyway, I like losing, losing my train of thought here, just like watching you have dinner during while we're recording. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, listen, there's one thing you can say about Jones is that he plays his heart out and he does whatever it takes to win games. Yeah. And whether or not that's, you know, he should be the leading rusher and catching balls, I don't know. But it, it, it works for him. And, and I think the one thing that I'll say about him that I haven't thought before is that these injuries have shown that he can elevate the players around him, which I think is something that, like, a trait that all elite quarterbacks possess. Obviously, I'm not saying he's elite, but, you know, you have Barkley, Galladay, you know, out, uh, Tony, Shepard out. You're starting left guard. You're, uh, I'm sorry, you're starting guard. You're starting left tackle, starting center. And he's, you know, he had no time to throw the ball, and he was making plays. And it was a great game for him, and I think, you know, I hope that he can just – Show us this again next week. Yeah. The one thing that I love the most about this game was the pass rush coming alive finally. Well. And I think, you know, Colin, you, you, you asked me a few weeks ago who, who was a bright spot in this team, and I said Aziz, and I was super happy to see his coming out party. And I think what we really saw was, like, what people thought this defense might be before the season started. And that pass rush is really what they were lacking. And it gives a secondary time, and I and I was impressed. Well, I mean, giving up three points is awesome. What do you think was the change, though? What was the catalyst to this? It, 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 there wasn't anything obvious to me that it was a change in, in method or strategy. I know. It, it just kind of worked. The Panthers aren't good. Well, that helps. The Giants were playing a bad team, yeah. and that was part of this. I, I mean, the coaching was actually good. I, I give Judge credit, too. You know, he's motivating, you know, guys to play hard. Like, I love that Jabril Peppers chase down. Yeah. You know, he's still out there playing hard. They're one in five. You know, it, it's impressive. I, I think we said the one thing ju- Judge is good at is being a motivator if he's good at anything. And, I, you know, to a degree, I think he showed that to me this week. And, you know, spe- speaking of uh, the coaches of the past, uh, the Shermers or the McAdoos, I think that was what those guys were lacking. They may have had a bit of a, a football brain, but maybe they didn't have the, the fire to get under people to actually want to do anything. So if you can figure out a way to combine uh, judges' motivational uh, speaking and maybe just get better offensive coordinator in there, uh, maybe that could be the thing that could actually jack this up a little bit. I don't know. It's good to see both sides of it because last week it didn't seem like Joe Judge had any sort of – like to stand on like it was a, a weak you know weak speech but then this week it seems like it makes sense so i don't know it, it that's what another part that makes this all so confusing yeah i think i think a lot of people have said it but the, the impression that i get from joe judge is he's the kind of guy that will take the hit and defend the players to the media and then hold them accountable in the locker room behind the scenes um <clears throat> i think that's probably the opposite of what previous coaches like you're saying schumer and mcadoo did they probably didn't have a good handle on how to keep players disciplined and, and, and such, but um, you know, maybe that that's his attribute, you know, keeping the team together, keeping them playing hard despite, you know, 
sort of bleak outlook on the, on the whole season. So that that's pretty admirable. Um, the thing I was thinking of was Rumham. 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 Yeah. Also, I think disciplined might not be a good word or the right word. I think motivated and playing hard is right. But, you know, this team isn't disciplined, you know, to any degree. And, you know, the defense did look better. They looked like a little looser, a little faster. But still, the penalties are there every game, um, you know, and that needs to get cleaned up too. It's funny because, like, the last couple of weeks, there's so many people that like to lean into the he lost the locker room thing. You don't know that. You just want to think that's a, a thing that's happening. You don't know that that's actually happening. They could just very well be bad. And then they show up against a bad team, and they just happen to be less of a bad team. And that's good to see. That means it's progress. Um, speaking of which, not to get, look ahead a little bit, but we're, we're playing apparently another bad team next week, which is oh. interesting in the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I mean do you want to jump right into that? Yeah, I'll, let's jump I'll right into it. Let's go backwards yeah. with it. Who cares? Yeah, all right. I mean, I, yeah, it's an interesting game, and, and the, Chief, the Chiefs are not really good. And I don't. I think it has a lot to do with Mahomes, you know, and the O line basically is not what it was in years prior. I think teams figuring him out to some degree. So, I honestly, if the Giants could, you know, make pass rush against a bad offensive line, I don't see why they can't do that next week. I, I don't, again, I I want to stick with what I said last week. I don't think the Giants are going to win this game, and I don't think they deserve to win this game. But it's not an impossibility just with how the Chiefs look right now. The Chiefs' D is 27th in scoring. Um, so, I mean, you know, if the Giants come out early and, and score some touchdowns, get some momentum, I don't think it's impossible. Yeah, it's, it is one of those momentum things here. That, that could easily make it go either way. So, uh, yeah, they'll probably still end up losing, but it'll be more interesting than it would have been a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I th- the Chiefs are going to look at it as, as a classic get-right game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think they probably match up similarly in the fact that the defenses have been underperforming. The offense is inexplicable. Well, the Giants aren't good because they have no starters playing. Uh, and the Chiefs are sort of inexplicably bad. Maybe it's because their offensive line sucks. Okay. But I, I would love to see Kadarius Toney against uh, Hill. That would be a, sort of a awesome matchup. And if he, if he gets right, then that adds a whole other layer of interest uh, to, to the game. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, I same as you guys, I sort of expect it not necessarily to be a pretty game, and I, I don't expect the Giants to win in, in any way, really. But I've been surprised. I, I don't expect them to win anything, so we'll see. It is Monday night. Who 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 knows what can happen? I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, do you guys know any, anything really about the injury update? Like, is that, who's coming back next week? Well, I mean, you'd have to... I, I was going to ask Dan that because you, you seem to think that Tony's coming back next week. Is that is that a thing? Or I, I haven't seen anything. It was doubtful, obviously, and then out for this week. But it's just a hope. Yeah. Um, I, I I have not been you know thumbing through any updates today. Yeah. Um, you got to assume Sterling Shepard will be back. Um, and I don't know who cares about Kenny Galladay really. Uh, um, well, it looks like uh, it looks like Galladay might be back. It looks like even Barkley might be back. I don't see anything about Kadarius, but Shepard should play. I don't know. I don't know why they have to rush back Saquon. I think it's stupid. Just let him heal up and, and play. I mean, obviously, I think Galladay would be huge. Tony's the guy, though. We all want to see Tony play because it makes it exciting to watch. I mean, he had three receptions in 30 seconds in the, in the game that I went to, and it was incredible, and then all of a sudden he was hurt again. But speaking of injuries, uh, I, I, I read in uh, – it was on Reddit. I don't know if it was uh, taken from anywhere else, but – 
MetLife Stadium now being referred to as the injury capital of the NFL by players in the league. Isn't that wonderful? Wow. Is, is this so? I guess a lot of other teams are getting a lot of injuries too, getting a bad reputation. That's always a nice. Well, thing. the 49ers got like uh, what four ACLs or something last year when they played both oh, both yeah. teams. It's insane. I remember and, that. You know, it goes back to the cheapness of the of the owners of both franchises, one hundred percent. If they don't even have the capability to give themselves the um, option to do that um, that that hybrid grass where it's the real and the fake stuff, which really is what what the you know the the best stuff is out there that all the, the, the good fields have. No, it's it's the, the crap from 10, 15 years ago that everyone's just twisting their knees in. We need we need the name of the turf management specialist. You know, because you know you need a college degree in turf management, right, to, like, do that. I, I, I believe our friend AJ uh, has a friend named Kaz, as you're familiar with, who does turf management at a golf course. That's true. Maybe we That's should get him on. was interesting. You know, get him, get him in there consulting. I, 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 we'll I, get him on after we get your mom on. Get your mom on first. Well, I mean, she she's a listener. That's not a your mom joke. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, don't tempt her. She's going to listen to this and she's going to call me and say, "So, yeah. am I coming on next week?" Or if we're talking about health and, and safety, who who better? That's true. Hey, hello. Here, there's a little segue. So, my, my, <laughs> my mom's favorite player of all time, Harry Carson. She met, but she met under strange circumstances. So, when the Giants used to do their training camp. Uh, at Pace, Phelps, the hospital she worked at for years, I was born My mom's at. alma mater. Yeah. Um, uh, any injuries that happen at camp, they'd run them right down, uh, you know, whatever that route is, uh, to Phelps. And, you know, E-R-O-R, whatever ended up happening, uh, they would go there. And Harry Carson brought in someone who was hurt, and my mom always raves. He was such a nice man. I'll never forget it. He, he was, And he was my favorite from then on. So there's a little Kathy Hart story. That's nice. Great. That's awesome. I don't have anything to back up what you just said. No, I, I mean, I, I just figured <laughs> it was just another Giants thing that I could throw in. So The ties that bind go deep with college. Shout out to your mom. I feel like we talk about your mom on every podcast now. Well, she's our number I, one I, I, I like it. I like it. Well, that's great. That's important. <laughs> Kathy, what's up? <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, I think, you know, we, we jumped out of the Panthers game just a little yeah, go back too in. fast. I want to. I wanted to talk about Garrett for a second. Mm. Was even though the offense was good, did did either of you guys really think Garrett actually called a good game? Because my my biggest gripe the whole game was the sequence after the Kyle Rudolph who didn't score a touchdown because for some reason. What was that sort of play calling there, and why yeah. couldn't they get half a yard? I mean, I don't. Why did I don't know? It was just weird. What they, was they it? It's a handoff off the middle. Similar plays, yeah. And then a rollout with one with Evan Ingram covered by two guys, and then another handoff up the middle that got shut down. I, I, think, I think that was a sequence. I have a theory. I think he uh, he he ha- has no idea what football is when it comes to goal line. I don't remember how the Cowboys did in goal line offense. I, I really don't in general. But this it's it's like he there's only three plays you can call. And it's variations of the double dive. Screen, double dive, and, and a curl route. Like, that's that's his three he's got yeah. in the wheelhouse. Yeah. Just one receiver out, out to catch a pass, though. I mean, the Giants are terrible in the red zone. Oh, Absolutely okay. terrible. If they're not the worst, they're definitely one of the worst. I mean, that's probably why Graham Gano, you know, had so many field goals in a row because they can never punch anything in. 
Great fantasy player, by the way, to have on your uh, your team. Oh, you mean, you mean another feather in Gettleman's hat? <laughs> another uh, another Carolina guy. Yeah. The play that drove me the craziest, craziest was something that he seems to do all the time. It was before the end of the second half, a second quarter, and <clears throat> we had the ball, and it was like a third and sixteen or something. There's like two minutes left. The score is five to two. Instead of trying to get the first down because we're a losing team, they ran like a weird screen pass for like five yards that they knew wasn't going to get a first down. Like they passed the, the receiver, I think it was Evan Ingram caught it like five five yards from the line of scrimmage, and they're just like packing it in. Yep. Because let's let's defend this five to two lead. It's just that kind of stuff drives me insane. Um, I would have liked to win I the think, game five to two. Me too. <laughs> me too. That'd have been I love safeties. Yeah. You can can never go yeah. wrong with a good safety. Also, did you guys notice like the Giants had really good field position this whole game as well, which I really think helped the offense. Honestly, sure. Especially the second second half was you know the, they they woke up, which was nice. But I did like I, I especially remember one Rams punt from like inside their twenty, and then the Giants ended up having it at like the Rams forty yard line. I'm sorry, the Panthers forty yard line. It's like. Netting a 20 yards on a punt is not going to help you at all, even against a bad team. But I think the Giants, you know, did something they usually don't do, and that is take advantage of opportunities presented to them and not screw them up, which I think, you know, we've seen that. What was that like? You know, that Bradbury pick in the last, uh, I think, two games ago, they didn't capitalize on any points there, among other plays and many other games. So I think, you know, for a bad team, even playing a bad team, if you're not going to take, you know, those opportunities and run with them, you're never going to win games. So it was nice to see a little bit more out of this offense, like actually doing the positive things that they have to do to win the game and not shooting themselves in the foot, which is what's been going on for years, you know? What's going on out there, Big Blue United? Hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and win $200 in free bets. If you win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. Must be 21 or older, in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call a 1-800-GAMBLER. I, I realized something uh, interesting um, with this game, actually for this year in general, uh, that we have a mirror image player-player uh, comparison from years past to today, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Dante Pettis is Dominic Hickson. They're the same player. <laughs> exactly. Hickson is taller. Yeah, but they're they're the same kind of. Uh, you'd never think that they'd sniff the field in terms of wide receiver, but when they do, they do pretty decent, and they're pretty good return men. So, 
I'll take it. Uh, he's actually stepped up more than I ever thought he would. Uh, ever since uh, AJ would just uh, talk trash about him leaving the 49ers and just thinking yeah. that he had nothing to, you know, hey, show. Man, Jones, uh, Jones is making everybody look good. He, uh, he even had uh, Evan Ingram looking good. Yeah. Despite that Evan Ingram actually caught every ball yeah. for the most part, which was, you know, it's nice to see him play well. It's nice to see everybody play well. It's nice to just see – a good game out of this offense and a good game, especially the defense. That was really the one for me. Yeah, well, before we move on to the defense, I just want to say the offense did only score two touchdowns. So it wasn't like some, like, you know, Hey, they, they put up 25, they scored they put points. Up 25 points. That's a lot of points I for know. a Giants team. But still, you like to see a couple more touchdowns than two to say the offense is back. Um, I would have loved to see 30 points. I mean, if the Giants – I mean, it goes back to what I said before. They're just not consistent. Yeah. They need to be consistent. <laughs> They're consistently they, you, bad. There's two. Well, that, yeah, sure, but I mean, you know, any positive steps forward are good, but it needs to be week to week. Like they, Jones could go back and have another bad game next week, and Absolutely. then we'd sit here and say the opposite thing. So, I, I think it's dumb to just anoint any player or any coach on this team as someone who's going to make it to the next year because the season is over. The Giants aren't making the playoffs, so the only thing we can really look at now is what players are positive and who's making positive strides. And if the pass rush continues, as I said in the, early in this episode, I think the Giants have a lot better shot of being competitive, especially since the offense, you know, probably won't continue to have games like this every week where they can put up a whopping two touchdowns and 25 points with two points help, of help from the defense. Yeah. Well, hey. I mean, there, there were some highlights on the defense. Uh, Bernard Rick McKinney had a nice day. Yeah. Which was, which was nice to see from a guy we picked up last week. Uh, he was the highest-rated player yeah. per football focus on either side of the ball, which I thought was funny Crazy. coming out of the scrap heap, yeah. Quincy Rose. Oh, I was just about to say, he, he's like yeah. my, my, my new favorite guy. Yeah, I mean, we liked him when we were doing the, the draft preview. Yep. So. Yeah, we had him in the later rounds. And who he got drafted by who? Steelers. Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then they just they cut him, I guess. Interesting. That's a good problem to have is too many pass rushers. The Giants never have that problem. Yeah. But like, what was what was McKinney playing? He's a he's an outside linebacker, so he was playing instead of a Carter or as a menace in situations. Or yeah, they both are awful, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I think yeah. I think you know, we also saw flashes of Jermaine Peppers playing that sort of monster back linebacker role, which I the think Landon Collins, all, yeah, the Landon Collins, mm. the junior Troy Polamalu, like he can't cover. Like, let's just use his athleticism and speed to create some pass rush. We had the most success when we did the, uh, remember the three safety Yeah, Deion Grant, uh, yeah. Antrell. And who are we missing here? Oh, oh boy. Man, this is driving me crazy. Boo on Tom, us. Tom, no. Um, wow. Well, I don't know, but that always seemed to work for us. Uh, Cover up the, our inability to, to cover any sort of athletic tight end and generate uh, un, unknowable or, or less knowable uh, pass rush from from the secondary or the second level. Uh, so maybe they'll use him creatively moving forward. I think that was that's pretty successful. I mean, it, well, looking down the road, I mean that's not someone you pay what you're paying him, but. I don't of expect not. him to be around <laughs> anymore anyway that much longer. Well, they should trade him. Yeah. They should, yes. But that's the problem. You have him playing a monster back role. It's tough to trade someone like that. Like, who's looking for that one kind of niche defensive player? I think contending teams probably. Um, 
teams that are in the mix that, that need some athletic ability to, to spice up their defense, like the Cardinals or I don't know. You want uh, you want to know a good a good one from the Cardinals? You know Marcus Golden has six sacks and four post fumbles <laughs> this year. Of course. What was going on with that? I mean, what did they trade for him? A sixth round pick or something? And after you know going through the lengths in the offseason to keep him on the team and then giving him no time to play, and now he's in Arizona just killing it. It's almost I like mean, they didn't have a plan. Well, yeah. <laughs> really? What makes yeah. you think that, Dan? Is there any pattern of behavior that would yeah. lead you to believe that? Or just going out on a limb. They might not have known exactly what they were doing. I, I would I would say that Gettleman feels a little better this week than he usually does. Mentally, not physically. He's probably going to die soon. He's very out of shape. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, we have to shout out Will, who we had on uh, two episodes ago, for wearing a Fire Gettleman shirt and yelling at Gettleman yeah. from, I think, like what looked like very close to the fields. <laughs> yeah. Fighting the good fight, man. Yeah. I mean, the, hey. amazing warrior out there. That's allied effort, man. That's what I'm talking about. My favorite, uh, my favorite. I think he had a, a tweet that said, uh, "Giants wins at home while I'm wearing a fire gentleman <laughs> shirt." One Giants wins at home when I'm not zero. So he does have the stats on his side. I, I think that's a positive correlation. We can't argue with that. No. Yeah. You know, we didn't actually talk about Dan. I know we mentioned it, but did that Daniel Jones catch? Yeah. And then he got absolutely clobbered afterwards. Well, no. the problem from the, the, the one angle looked like he automatically got hit, hit head-to-head. Uh, but then the other angle, I think it was more of a shoulder-to-head, and he didn't get it because, I mean, who knows. All that Still, still though, it's a weird – I don't know. I, it's fun to watch, and it was a great catch, but it's a stupid play call in my oh, mind. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but you know what? so stupid. These guys are fighting for the jobs at this point. Garrett's just like – had a concussion – Two weeks ago, yeah, well. and you're throwing him out there to get clobbered and like catching the a pass. Quarter, like yeah. the second quarter, the second quarter, there's nothing on the line. That needs, oh. it's, it's, I mean, Philly, that's a Philly special, right? They ran that play in the Super Bowl to score a touchdown. Yeah. And then now they run it in any circumstance in the NFL. That's creative. Get Jason Garrett's creative play calling. I, really I feeling himself. Well, you know, I can almost guarantee that, that Garrett's one of those guys that he's not smart enough to – ignore the media i bet he reads every single article that he's in and you can see it you can see it week to week he'll he'll sprinkle this kind of stuff in to make it seem like he's he's new and exciting but he's not yeah it's not a true effort no a, he like remembers after like he writes this whole game plan it's like oh I, I can't do it with the exact same thing again let me put in one insane play um, I mean, but the the uh, consensus online was a lot of people that paid closer attention than I did seem to think he called a good game. I don't know if that's the results confirming the the bias or not, but uh, well, I've know. heard I've heard yes, I've heard no, and from what I watched, I would say it was fine. I don't think you're gonna go out there and say it was a great yeah. game that he called. It wasn't the best game he called. It all was year. fine on a Garrett's spectrum. Yeah, yeah. But if, I mean, if he calls games like he called that game, then I think the Giants could. Score points. I won't say you know win games, but score <laughs> points because I'm I, you know I, I'm still can't get myself anywhere to where I think you know no, man, you they can't. might win some games. Yeah, I can't do that to myself. No, again. no, no, no. So uh, it, it was K. Phil. I, I don't know why we didn't remember that. It was Kenny Phillips. Oh well, it was Kenny Phillips. I think after, there's too much pain because I loved Kenny Phillips so much. Well, I had, yeah. After me forgetting everything, um, at least I had a victory today. Yeah, <laughs> the past two weeks. Which actually makes oh, sense. I mean, like, I, it was one of those, uh, you know, everybody was kind of playing all the positions kind of defense. There was safeties playing corner and corners playing safeties. It was, it was one of those. So it's easy to forget. Was that a 
a, a Perry fuel uh, defense? I think so. Well, oh, I wanted to ask you, Colin. Did you see Leonard Williams um, blowing kisses to the Giants fans? So after the, after his remarks last well, week, well, the, the, uh, the, that same fan was was doing the wave back down to him, like he was doing to the fans, and that's his, that was his reaction was blowing kisses. Good. Good, good job, franchise tackle. That's overpaid. He, he he has no leg to stand on. I mean, it's fine. He he played played well this game, and he's played better uh, in the last couple of weeks. But like, I don't know, not not to to match up with his salary. So that's really no, what it comes can, down to. Yeah. The salary's not his fault. That's Dave Gettleman's fault. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you you know, if you're going to get paid like that, you have to come out and and play really well every game. If you actually look at his stats, they're not that bad. Four and a half sacks, three tackles for a loss, nine QB hits. I mean, it's not anything special. Um, I think, you know, he he could play better, but he lacks people around him also. So, I mean, I know he's supposed to be disrupting and getting in the backfield all the time. He's getting paid like that. But if there's nobody else helping you out, and Carter and Zimenez, like, who are these guys? You know, I know Carter has a flash here and there, but I don't believe any of these guys. I don't think either of these guys should be on, like, starting – just rotate somebody else in there at this point. Aziz should be starting every game and should have the most snaps. Agreed. I mean, I got to look at. Uh, I think he had a lot this game. Here. Yeah, I have it in front of me. It's funny because like he is not a, a an imposing guy at all, but like he's got these moves. I mean, if I saw him sneak in between blocks constantly yesterday. So he he was on the field for sixty seven percent of the snaps, and being a pass rush rush specialist, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. Which is more snaps than Zimenez and and Carter. So, well, good. Hey, that's positive. And uh, yeah, man, I think you know if if Roche has some flashes, I mean, I think he should get more opportunities. I think that's another thing that we've all kind of maligned the coaching staff for is that we're starting guys like Nate Solder. Instead of giving the young guys the opportunity to see what we have, so how I think do they at this look point, at Nate Solder film and be like, "Yeah, it's a good idea. Let's put him back out there." It, it's bizarre. It's, hey, I mean, he is so insanely bad. No, no, it, it, it all makes sense. It all goes back to that loyalty thing. He took a massive pay cut and helped John Mara out, so he gets to play whenever he wants. It, it's just it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you know. No, no one. Do they really think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year? Is that the mentality that John Mara has, and that Joe Judge and Gettleman have, and that they're all just sitting there in a circle jerk, like saying we still have it? <laughs> I mean, you know, like put the young guys in, and and let's see what the future holds. We have two first round picks. There's so much, you know, where so many ways to go for this team, and I don't care what happens. Gettleman has to be fired, and you know. If that happens, then I, I might have hope. You know what, with an outside hire. Outside hire. You know what would be the best thing ever? Just managing to turn it around, roll through to the playoffs somehow, get in, and as soon as You're the crazy, playoffs dude. happen, they fire Gettleman. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Colin. And we got to uh, protect you, man. Can I, can I have whatever you've been smoking, man? No, no, no. no. I'm not saying good. we're going to the playoffs. I'm saying it would be the best thing to happen. Is to win and fire. Giants make the Giants make the win and fire Gettleman. Yeah. I don't think those two things can happen oh, at the same how time. How great would that be, though? Think about it. How about how about what I really think is going to happen is lose and keep Dave Gettleman. Yeah, <laughs> baby. That's the most likely scenario. I feel like knowing this team. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Probably. Got to let Dave finish what he started, man. Well, I mean, Mara came out and said that that he 
throws his support behind Joe Judge. Do you guys put any weight into that, or is that just something an owner does? I mean, you haven't said anything in a while about anybody, but um, I I have a feeling that that Mara, because he's so, lack of better words, ass backwards. He would stick around with Joe Judge and get rid of Gettleman. When in normal circumstances across the league, it would be both out. You know, yeah. There's precedent for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, but you know, I think we said this in some previous pods. It's like if you're going to give the new GM a, a, a job, you can't say you got to keep Judge. I think that would that that actually sounds like something Mara would do, and that's a complete. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The, oh, so you're saying? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's okay, exactly. Okay. What I'm, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm just saying it's something he would do. Yeah, I mean, let's hire a guy and then just handcuff him immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, so let's get some savvy outside hire, and they're like, by the way, you can't do the following things, and then nothing changes and everything's the same. Yep. Perfect, perfect. I'd love to know what the outside impression of the Giants organization is for GMs. Like, how do they view that role? They all know Gettleman is trash, right? So, what are – I mean, Matt Rule apparently wanted to come to the Giants. We're just begging for us to bring him in. So that's that bodes well, but what about like other other GMs? Are they? Does the Giants' job look to, as an attractive place to be? I gotta think so. Well, at, at this point, I think Lewis Riddick is is uh, thanking his uh, yeah his, his lucky stars uh, for not actually getting the interview because I, I don't think he'd want to actually be dealing with this right now. And you know, he was all bent out of shape about it because he backhand, uh, you know puts down the Giants constantly in the way he talks about them. So it's just like, all right. I I think it. I think if you're anybody in any position like that, you want to come to New York because it's a big market. Sure. And, it, you know, I mean, while, you know, maybe you go to the Bills, the smallest market, and you have more success. But the big stage is, you know, the big market. So I think, you know, that people want to play for those teams. People, I think, you know, tons of kids grow up, and no matter where they're from, they want to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, as much as I hate to say that. On the Giants podcast, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, those things matter to people. Um, anything else to add this week, guys? This is uh, kind of a little all over the place, but I was into it. Yeah, no, I've, I've hey, just kind of flowed. Um, well, why don't we do a prediction for next week? I mean, we, we all think they're, they're going to lose, so what are the scores? All right. I know we, we were trying to retire this, but I'm down. Um, well, my prediction is that, it, that Giants shouldn't be playing in a primetime game. Well, oh, yeah. Well, maybe that's not a prediction. It's just a statement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, this is a weird one, and and I don't think the Giants are going to win, but I think it could be close. Uh, going to say seventeen twenty four. The Chiefs. Well, that's why I, I asked the question because I think the fact I don't know there's some weird uh, mojo with Monday night games. There all it usually ends up being something strange happening. And I feel like this is kind of building up to that. You got one team that was previously very good, who's in a bad way now, and one team that's always bad and is playing a little bit better as of this last week. It's kind of like one of those, uh, I don't know, cauldron, stir it up and see what happened kind of thing. I I don't know. Uh, I'm going to throw out some weirdness. It's going to be 38-36 Chiefs. Oh, my God. God. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, you bet the over. Wow. Yeah. Way over. Uh, I think the Giants lose. Um, maybe they score some points since we have supposedly most of the offense back. So I'll, we'll do a Fetty Wap. We'll do 17-38 Chiefs. Nice. All right. Thanks for listening tonight, guys. Again, please follow the Pigskin Podcast Network at PigskinPodNet on Twitter. Follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you next week.
Have a good night. See ya. Later.